Hello everyone, you're listening to Dream Infringement. Dream Infringement is three friends, long time best buddies, me, Jennifer Woodside, Emily and Bobby Castillo, and we like to tell stories and play songs based on a weekly theme. As you may know, the solar eclipse of October 14th, 2023 was an annular solar eclipse, which occurs when the moon passes between the Earth and the Sun, thereby totally or partly obscuring the image of the Sun. But it was kind of exciting because Oregon was in the pathway. Sometimes there's uh, eclipses that we don't see as well. And all of this reminded us, Dream Infringers, of a show that Emily and myself did back in 2017. And why would this come to mind? Well, you may recall on August 21st, 2017, a total solar eclipse made its way from Oregon to South Carolina. 14 states were in the path of total darkness. The first time a total eclipse covered such a wide path of America since 1918. It was my first time personally seeing an eclipse and I was a bit overwhelmed with all the stories and the news and all the people traveling to different locations to view it. It was like an eclipse fervor. So we looked up some news stories and historical facts like what people from long ago times thought was happening when there was an eclipse and what were the explanations that they came up with at the time. We had a lot of fun doing that show and so we wanted to bring you this blast from Dream Infringement Past, our 2017 episode, and here we go. This is KSKQ 89.5 FM Ashland, Oregon, and 94.1 FM Medford, Oregon, and you're listening to Dream Infringement. It's just me and Jennifer. Hi. (laughs) All right, so I know you're excited to know what the theme is this week. Uh, And it is The Path to totality e, 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 e. <laughs> because we know that like you haven't heard enough about the eclipse like this coming month we're, like, st- we're still riding that eclipse we're just in a dead zone you know when it comes to information so you want to know more about it and we're going to tell you because we have a lot of information so to kick this off we are going to be playing uh, a song by monty python the galaxy song just Remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. That's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. The sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see. So, we all survived the great northwestern eclipse of 2017. And this week, we're going to recap some highlights, history, and eclipse shenanigans. While the eclipses occur once every 12 to 18 months, Monday's eclipse was the first in almost 100 years to cast a shadow across the entire contiguous United States, with 14 states being in the path of totality. It was predicted that over a million people would be traveling to Oregon to view the eclipse. But no one really knows how many travelers came to Oregon in full. It was estimated as less because the traffic apparently was much less horrible than predicted because they predicted it was going to be terrible. 
I was driving from Medford back to Ashland on Tuesday, and there were a lot of people, Californians, that were, like, getting out of town. Uh, but it wasn't terrible. Mass exodus. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though. Like, everyone had a California <laughs> plate. <laughs> They're like, okay, it's over now. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> Forget this. Um, so about 7,000 people live in Ma- Madras? Madras? I don't even know. I've never said this before. Yeah, Oregon. They estimated that more than 100,000 had parked themselves there to view the event. They had to call in the National Guard to help manage the crowds. And increased traffic was noted in the days leading up to the eclipse. And after the eclipse, sources reported that the one-hour drive from Salem to Portland was taking up to three hours or more. And one couple who stayed in Klamath Falls reported that it took them four hours to drive to Madras. 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 (laughs) 13 hours to drive back. Oh, boy. Madras also had about 400 private planes that were trying to take off after the event at the Madras Municipal Airport. You can say it again. I say it as many times as I need to. There was a symbiosis eclipse festival event near Prineville in the Ochoco National Forest with an estimated 30,000 in attendance. There was some brief excitement when two sisters from Lake Tahoe were reported missing from the days of Sunday through Wednesday, but it turned out it was just a case of really bad cell phone reception. So, got to be careful. Always got to tell, call your mom and tell her you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> in Newport, there was one marriage proposal during totality that made it into the news. There are possibly more proposals that happened, but just weren't reported on. Um, because when nature gives you an opportunity to propose, you should take it. <laughs> the bride said yes stating that she was pretty shocked, but that it was a nice surprise, because apparently she's a low-key person, and it was a pleasant (laughs) event. Uh, (laughs) Couples nationwide were planning eclipse weddings, starting in Oregon at 10 a.m. and ending in South Carolina around 2.50 p.m., where people had planned a non-traditional group wedding called the Solar Eclipse of the Heart, and it included six couples getting wed. Oh, I saw on the news the couple, they got married under the, um, it was like the engagement ring thing where like the moon is starting to go past it and then there's like the beacon that sort of looks like diamondy and Mm. yeah, they were older. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so though this didn't happen in Oregon, but Kentucky, the locals were so focused on preparing for the arrival of all the tourists that they rushed to local supermarkets and the unthinkable happened. They were running out of toilet paper. (laughs) Also Crisco, sour cream and sweet tea, which I think highlights some of the subtle differences in the eating habits of Kentucky versus Oregon, where sweet tea isn't in such high demand. Yeah, I've never gone anywhere in. No. No, the sweet tea. Sweet tea. (laughs) I did have really good sweet tea once, though. It was like cinnamon and it was delicious. But I don't feel like I need sweet tea all the time. Me neither. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So also the prices for solar viewing glasses skyrocketed and ISO approved glasses were sold out in stores everywhere. And people on Facebook Marketplace attempted to sell paper solar eclipse glasses for $25 and $30 a pair. There's just always somebody who's like taking advantage of like what's happening. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Some people really think ahead about they do. these things. Yeah. yeah. I'm like myself. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I could, I wouldn't have like the guts or like the heart to 
like hold that over people. Like, you want a pair of glasses? It's gonna be thirty dollars. Your retinas, your loss. <laughs> um. A five-pack of solar eclipse glasses on Amazon is still selling for just under $60. That's nearly $12 a pair. Back in June, the exact same five-pack on Amazon sold for just $6.50. Oh, man. Bonnie Tyler, the singer of the 1983 hit song Total Eclipse of the Heart, once again stepped into the limelight, singing her signature song on a Caribbean cruise ship during totality. Sales of her song were up by 500% last week. And if you've seen the pictures online, she looks like she was having the time of her life. Aww, that's nice. (laughs) And there was only one really outspoken doomsdayer that I could find on the internet, surprisingly. Yeah. Author David Mead claims that the eclipse was a catalyst for the apocalypse when secret planet Nibiru or planet X will collide with Earth, but not till September 23rd. So we'll let you know how that goes. Oh, yeah, we've got what, like 30, yeah, we got some time. 33 days, 30 ish days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the smoke clears up before that. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that before we all die. <laughs> so we have another musical selection. And this is from Pink Floyd, and it is called... So, I don't know about you, but I learned two new words this last week, notably totality, and also the term for eclipse chasers, umbraphiles, or shadow lovers. <laughs> Some people have an addiction to chasing eclipses. They will drop whatever they're doing and hitchhike, drive, sail, and ride camels to the middle of nowhere, all to see the shadow. Spending a lot of time, money, and resources. Why do they do it? <laughs> because they, it's there. <laughs> I just re-listened to that episode. Oh, because it played last week. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Anyway, um, Kate Rousseau, a clinical psychologist, author of three books uh, about the psychology of eclipse chasers and umbrophile herself. Boy, I am just, I'm not talking well tonight. This is all these L's are really getting to me. Okay. Anyway, she witnessed her first total eclipse in 1999 in France. She didn't expect to feel the rush of adrenaline that coursed through her body or to break into tears or feel overwhelmingly connected to something bigger than herself. At the end of it, I just couldn't make sense of it, says Rousseau, who lives in Ireland. I knew that I needed to see it again. Since then, she has witnessed nine solar eclipses over 15 years. She has traveled, there we go again, traveled (laughs) in all-terrain vehicles across outer Mongolia and on a cruise ship 800 miles off the coast of the Galapagos Islands to reach totality. There's a whole roller coaster of emotions that happen, and these emotions are really quite intense, says Rousseau. Awe is at the central part of the eclipse experience, but there's something I've termed primal fear. This eerie feeling in the environment, the primitive parts of our bodies are picking up that things aren't quite right in the natural order of the world. When it comes to the hardcore chasers who travel to multiple eclipses, Rousseau estimates that number is anywhere from 200 to 500. The average age of the responders, because she gave a survey, was 46. (laughs) Uh, The majority at 39% hailed from the United States and 92% were male. 
The number of total eclipses seen ranged from 0 to 29, though the average was 7. I wonder if they're married, if you were, like, single and, like, you could really, like, I would be an umber. I'm speaking from the the perspective of a middle-aged single woman. Well, they say, like, when you show up, all the other people that you know who are also umberphiles mm-hmm. show up. So it's like a reunion. Every oh, okay. Course. Well, you could be the new girl on the block. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking for someone in your middle age, that might not be a bad group to get in with. <laughs> Okay, so Eclipse Hunters set a new record on July 11th, 2010 for the longest eclipse ever observed by civilians. This was achieved by chasing the moon in an airplane. Astronomer Glenn Schneider and colleagues climbed to 39,000 feet to spend 9 minutes, 23 seconds in the moon's shadow. We cheated Mother Nature by two minutes beyond what she could normally produce, says Schneider. That sounds like bad, like something bad's going to happen to you. <laughs> Take that, Just Mother Nature. you can doesn't mean you should. Right? Oh, I don't know about that, guys. Nature finds a way. <laughs> um, three men are currently claiming the record for the most total solar eclipses seen. 33. They're all New Yorkers. 33. Eclipses. Oh, and they're all New Yorkers. Sorry, yes. Anyway, Glenn Schneider's name pops up again. He states, I'm not out for record setting. It's just something that happens. I'm just accidentally the best. <laughs> yeah, right. Glenn Schneider. <laughs> Doubt it. Sound, sound a little cocky. So anyway, we have another uh, galactic song for you. This is Peter Schilling with Major Tom coming home. So I know for me, and I think also for Emily, this Mm -hmm. was our first eclipse experience. It was. I think I've seen a lunar eclipse. Yeah, was there one that happened in the 90s-ish or early, late 80s? I I think I I remember something more like 2012. Oh, I I remember being a kid and something happened in the sky. I don't know what it was. I'll look it up. Okay. So... For me, I was working that day, and everyone took a break to go outside and watch the eclipse. I alternated between using eclipse glasses and turning my phone on selfie mode and watching the eclipse over my shoulder. (laughs) Um, I liked how it got darker and colder. It was kind of exciting to see it happen. Um, Like a cool thing out of the ordinary, but it didn't really have that much of an emotional or physical effect on me. Not not like that author Rousseau that we quoted above. I saw pictures later of people who really got into it and were crying and having what appeared to be a very extreme spiritual experience, and I felt a little confused, like I was missing something, or, <laughs> or just some people really emotionally in the moment. Um, but it was nice to focus on something cool about nature that wasn't technology or staring at a screen, and I liked that the country was so excited about it, um, and it was just kind of simple and positive and non-political and kind of brought everyone together. Yeah, that was nice. I um I liked looking at like old pictures from like the 40s I think they had a solar eclipse and they had like their big glasses on and like they're all smiling like looking up at the sky and so I enjoyed seeing everybody's pictures on social media that were like that because it was just like this very I don't know it was like it surpassed like time and I don't know we're all like we're the same 
mm-hmm. as those people. And it's kind of cool. And it kind of, like, leaves this weird, like, coloration on everything. And I don't know. I liked that. Um, I, we had glasses that we bought on Amazon. And then Amazon told me that they were not, like, like the ISO whatever. And I used them anyway. And I can still see. <laughs> we're all fine um (laughs) uh and then like we had been talking to our son um, me and bobby's son weston and he was like really excited about it he's four years old and so like he was like really excited for monday and then we got out there when it was happening and i was like okay put your glasses on and like took a while for him to like look up at the sky and then like when he did he was like (gasps) oh And he, like, shrugged his shoulders up and was like, no, Mama, I don't like this. And he, like, took his glasses oh. off and, like, would not come out of the house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he was like, what was the moon saying to me? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it really disturbed him. Wow. Yeah. I would not have I, would have had that reaction I didn't. I wasn't expecting it either. And so I would kind of, like, go. I had... I was looking at a website that showed, like, when it would be, like, you know, the most in front of the sun. And and so I'd go out every once in a while and check on it. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't feel, I didn't feel emotional or, like, anything about it. Yeah. I, I thought it was nice. <laughs> it was really interesting. Um, yeah. So. And so. And so. Our next song is from the perspective of the planet Pluto. It's a rap by two skinny jays. Here's Pluto. So a lot of news articles announced how many babies were born locally during the eclipse. But two stories really caught the world's attention on a national or worldwide level. An Eastern Iowa woman born during the February 1979 eclipse 38 years ago gave birth to a baby on Monday during the latest solar eclipse. Don and Jonathan Gettler stated that baby Claire was actually a few days late. We were kind of hoping to have her on the 17th because that's Jonathan's birthday. So he kind of wanted a birthday baby. But so disappointingly oh man oh, the baby <laughs> she held out for monday the eclipse day don gettler said the couple insists they didn't plan this at all and the gettlers are already talking about traveling to see the next solar eclipse in 2024 hmm. yeah where is that happening uh kind of around like mexico oh that's places. right okay. not here not here no bummer All right, well, in Greenville, South Carolina, Freedom Eubanks gave birth to a six-pound, three-ounce infant who was named Eclipse in honor of the event that was happening when she was born. And finally, there there were some cute pictures from St. Luke's Hospital in Chesterfield, Missouri, where staff dressed up babies born over the last few days in Eclipse-themed baby buntings. That's pretty cute. They also gave their families Eclipse baskets filled with sun chips, moon pies, and Eclipse gum. Wow, those people... They raked right. they yeah, in. They did. That's awesome. Get more stuff when We're, you have an eclipse baby. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if only mine had been two months later. <laughs> Just kidding. You that blew would, that your would chance. Be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, are we 
Let's what shall play we do a now? Song. Okay. <laughs> so we've got Kishibashi with Hey Big Star. Welcome. You're listening to Dream Infringement on KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon, and 94.1 in Medford, Oregon. And we are talking about the path to totality. That's right, the eclipse. So shortly after the celestial event occurred, Google searches for terms such as solar eclipse headache, eyes hurt, and seeing spots increased dramatically. The eclipse brought out the hypochondriac in all of us. <laughs> Several online magazines addressed the growing concern people had about exposing their dogs to the eclipse and if the dogs should also wear solar glasses. The magazines advised since dogs, unlike humans, do not stare or typically stare directly at the sun, most likely they would not be affected. But you could always keep your dog inside or try and keep a pair of glasses on them if you were concerned. Dogs know better. <laughs> all the animals know better. They all know better. <laughs> Um, a new station in Redding, California, reported that a local hospital had treated a number of patients who experienced pain after putting sunscreen directly on their eyeballs during the eclipse. They were people who did not have a pair of special eclipse glasses and thought pouring sunscreen into their eyes would work as a good substitute. Like, these people had... <laughs> there had to be other things happening. <laughs> Were they all together? It kind of sounds like they were centrally located, <laughs> yeah. most of them in, in Reading. So I think maybe one person just went with it and like yep. convinced a bunch of their, their friends to, to try it. Yeah, it's that's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, so other hospitals reported people who experienced blurry vision after misusing pinhole viewing boxes and looking through the pinhole directly at the sun. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I feel bad for those people. <laughs> that seems like something I would do. <laughs> like, why is it? Ah. Um, one man thought peering through the hole in a CD would offer sufficient eye protection. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> I don't know why that's suddenly so funny to me. It's yeah. like you can't just look at it through a hole. It's not how it works. Oh, they boy. know that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What doesn't kill you makes you <laughs> blinder in this case. Okay, so um, so we have another song. This is Mazzy Star with Fade Into You. I want to hold the hand inside you I want to take the breath that's true so we found many places have their own myths and legends to explain the happenings during the eclipse. And so we rounded up a few of them to share with you. Emily, do you want to start? Sure. If you have a choice. I, I don't. <laughs> Unless you're really rude. I'm, no. I don't <laughs> want to do it. No. <laughs> um, in Western Asia, people spoke of a solar eclipse as a dragon devouring the sun. Huge drums would be beaten to scare away the beast. In China... A heavenly dog was thought to be biting the sun, and Vikings saw a pair of sky wolves. In Vietnam, people believed that a solar eclipse was caused by a giant frog devouring the sun. 
and Korean folklore suggests that solar eclipses happen because of the mythical, because mythical dogs are trying to steal the sun. <laughs> that would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> and they're never successful. I know. The sun comes back. <laughs> it does. Should I? Yeah. Can I be green? <laughs> I'm just you teasing green. you. Um, <laughs> Pomo, an, an indigenous group of people who live in the northwestern United States, tell a story of a bear who started a fight with the sun and took a bite out of it. In fact, the Pomo name for a solar eclipse is sun got bit by a bear. This one is absolutely my favorite one. Native people in Colombia shouted to the heavens, promising to work hard and mend their ways. Some worked their gardens and other projects especially hard during the eclipse to prove it. <laughs> I promise I'm going to do better. <laughs> See, look how hard I'm working. <laughs> I like that everyone else was like, death, destruction, the sky is falling, things are getting eaten by animals. And, then, right. and they're like, I promise I'll clean my room. <laughs> Um, both the Aborigines in the South Pacific and the Native American tribes on the northwest coast of America saw a total total solar eclipse as a time of intimacy with the sun and the moon disappearing behind a shadow curtain to conceal their romantic activities. Mm -hmm. yep. Wow. <laughs> and there are also a lot of interesting superstitions based on the eclipse. That varies from culture to culture. Many of the ones we are going to mention are still believed to uh, this day. Uh, the Japanese thought that poison would drop from the sky and cover their wells. Alaskan natives believed that the moisture and dew could cause sickness, so dishes were turned upside down and affected utensils were washed. Mexican superstitions say wearing a safety pin, traditionally a woman might have held a knife close to her belly, and red underwear offers protection against a cleft palate. <laughs> no one could explain why. I did try and find the answer to that. <laughs> They're like, we don't know, we just do it. Um, in many parts of India, people fast during a solar eclipse due to the belief that any food cooked while an eclipse happens will be poisonous and unpure. Hmm. In Italy, it is believed that flowers planted during a solar eclipse are brighter and more colorful than flowers planted any other time of the year. Mm -hmm. So so you get some gardening done. It's yeah. the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can... <laughs> We can play a song. We're going to play you a song. We can play A Space Boy Dream by Belle and Sebastian. Sounds good. And it was a thought of passing through all that black space, all the darkness with nothing in it, and then being the first one to land there all alone. I knew it was supposed to be all dark around, with just a red surface. But what if I got there and it was light, all civilized and populated? Well... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> um, so on April 8th, 2024, another total solar eclipse will travel from Mexico to Texas, which is, I asked that earlier. I am answering my own question now. Through Ohio, New York, Vermont, Maine, and parts of Canada. CNET advises that you should start planning now. While the August 20, oh, <laughs> while the August 21st solar eclipse totally, totality, oh goodness, lasted for two minutes and 40 seconds at its longest, the 2024 eclipse will have a maximum totality duration of four minutes and 28 what? seconds. <laughs> yes. If you decide that you are going to be an umbrophile for the 2024 eclipse and you're like single and you took my advice and you're like, I'm going to get it on this. Single and ready to mingle. <laughs> also, if you do that, please let me know. Um, and if it works out, 
I don't want to hear your sad story. I only want to hear the, <laughs> the happy one. Um, anyway, CNET has the following advice for getting the most out of it and beating the rush. Consider picking one destination based on what's nearby and plan an entire trip around what else you can do before or after the eclipse. Beat the traffic by making a trip out of it. Take a detour and visit some attractions nearby that will help you avoid the main roads and bumper-to-bumper traffic. Most hotels will not let you book seven years in advance. Fancy that. (laughs) But if you want to beat the crowds and surge pricing, set a reminder to your calendar to remind you to book a hotel in as far in advance as possible. Some hotels will let you book up to two years in advance. So there isn't too much you can do about planning for weather, but what you can do is watch and track the weather and come up with a plan B, such as a second viewing location, just in case things go wrong on the day of. And remember to buy solar eclipse viewing glasses before the prices start skyrocketing a month or two before the 2024 eclipse. Mm -hmm. You could just hang on to the ones you already bought. I read about that, and they're like... No? They they print something that says they're only good for three years, but they don't really have a reason why. It's not like they expire or, like, (laughs) stop working. They just figure that no one can keep them, like, unscratched and and in good shape for that amount of time. Well, I mean, I don't work for the ISO people or whatever, (laughs) but I used ones that weren't approved. And I'm fine. She's a rebel like So that. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to risk it again. You're going to use your non-approved <laughs> glasses seven years Seven from years now. from now. <laughs> I'll get back to you on what happens. <laughs> so thank you uh, for tuning in. Check out kskq.org for info about this station and other shows. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook for updates on the theme, air dates, and behind-the-scenes pictures, playlists from the show, and links to show recordings. Just type in dream infringement. And we really enjoy everyone's comments and feedback. Yep. And we are going to play you out with a song, which I think you know what it is. <laughs> we don't need to say. Nothing I can do, a total eclipse of the heart.